Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 163. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And you are hearing us for the episode of the week of Monday, May 12th. How's it going, guys? Hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. I know. I hope you got her something really awesome and geeky. Ooh, like that. Have you guys seen it? There's a new uh, Lego set for the Ghostbusters Ectomobile. That looks yeah. very nice. I was thinking something along the lines of a ship collection. You could get the mother in your life something like that. Because every mom needs to have all of the Enterprises. And her own serenity. We happen to know of a great place where you could get them, too. Eagle Moss Limited. They're on our site. There's a banner up at the top. You can't miss it. Unless you have the ad block turned on. Then you can miss it. Turn off your ad block. We're not going to spam you. Much. We haven't yet, right? <laughs> Much. I'll just Much. show up at your house. That's not spam, right? Totally different law we're breaching there. That's true. Hey, uh, we, want, we want to give another shout-out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Hey, guys. Hi. We're on the air. Uh, and finally, a big shout-out, a big thank you to our friends over at 48-14.com. 48-14 hosting, the best hosting we have ever experienced in our short lives. They will hook you up. They will take care of you. They will make you family, and your website will never have run better. So, 48-14.com. Website hosting could be a great gift for mom next year. Or now, just because you like her. Tell her we sent you. And you know it's really great. You buy like a three-year plan. You're set for the next two Mother's Days. That that is true. And if you get her on the Eagle Moss like plan, how how long are you set there? What mother wouldn't love a Starship of the Month Club? Communist one. That's who. Yeah. Yeah, that was a deliberate silence put in there. Hey, uh, we got some really weird headlines from all over the place this week. Uh, We don't have any feedback from you guys, so we'll just jump right into it. And shame on you. You know? No, dude, don't don't shame our listeners. Don't shame them. Shaming is bad. That's what the internet keeps telling me. Fat shaming. I'm part German and part... Don't shame. I'm half German and half Japanese. Shame is kind of my only tone. (laughs) It's what we do. Um, yeah, let us know how we're doing. Feedback at stolendroids.com or 801-917-GEEK. You know, let us know. Let's hear what you're thinking as well. Okay, so this is actually, our first headline is a follow-up from everything that happened over the holiday season this last year with Target. Uh, quick recap, Target really screwed the pooch. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I just did. It's the internet. You can say anything. Yeah, but it's now an official. They, it's an official idiom now, so it does not have that R-rated meaning to it anymore. Oh, it is. <laughs> I must have missed the tweet. Um, <laughs> I want to see that. Like Webster's Dictionary has a tweet, Twitter handle. By the way, this is a, an official idiom now. <laughs> hashtag say it all you want. I just did the hashtag symbol from Jimmy Fallon. I didn't even realize I'd done that. Hashtag. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> Hashtag, no, it's not. Okay, so... Hashtag, um, I weep for humanity. Hashtag, not cool. Hashtag, cry. 
hashtag total derailment here. Okay, so Target really, really messed up and lost a whole bunch of consumer information, including many of us. You know, us here on the show. I know Dollface had it. Uh, Zonar, I think you had it. Yep. Uh, Schmidt, I don't remember if you did or not, but they no. lost a lot of people's credit card information from lax security, horrible practices, and then just pointing the finger everywhere else and not taking accountability for it. Well, Target's CEO has finally decided that uh, maybe it'd be a good idea to, to step down. I always now. love it when I when they strike while the iron's hot. You know that's I know that's really like, important. To, you know, ex- this would have been a really good gesture back in January, back when they were trying to say no, no, no. This third party company we hired for our HVAC did it. But see, if he would have done it in January, then they would have thought, oh well, he's just caving to public pressure. He's not doing it because it's what's right. He's just doing it because that's what people want. Because it's what's I don't right. Think- I don't think anyone would have actually have said that, though. No, because but that's the perception. Because so many people got messed up by this. But now, doing it five months later, almost six, really, all they're doing is getting back into the news cycle. <laughs> hey, you remember this horrible, horrible data breach, the worst in U.S. consumer history? I know you almost forgot it, but it was Target. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wonder if it's... Um if it's because he he felt like he had to stick around to fix them, um, he did in his resignation letter. He did mention that you know it's the right time for him to leave. Um, they've they've passed several key milestones in bolstering security, so it kind of seems like he stuck around because he felt like he he ha- was personally responsible, and had to fix these security holes. And now that they're fixed, um, he's like, yeah, I, I'm out of here now. <laughs> and you know what? That may very well be the case. In all honesty. We don't know what's happened behind the scenes, and that may very well be the case. But part of the problem is is that the impression they've given everyone else is that it's not our fault. It wasn't us. We didn't do it. And that's really the only message we've gotten from Target. Yeah. I mean, have they even really said, we're sorry, we will do everything we can to fix this? Maybe this is their apology. It's not a very good one. I got a credit monitoring. <laughs> That's not an apology. That's required by law. Yeah. No, actually, I take that back. It's not required. It's just standard practice. It's good etiquette. Yeah. It's nice to know, though, what my credit score is before I go in and apply for a loan. Always bring a gift to a party. Don't stab the hostess. Give a year of free credit protection. Yeah. It's right up there. Say sorry if you lose their credit card data. (laughs) Share. Be polite. Say sorry when you have absolutely destroyed a family financially. So um, the, probably the only good thing that has come out of all of this is that credit card technology in the U.S. is about to see a big boost. In the next 18 months, they're going to start rolling out um, a new type of credit card for us. Now, these types of credit cards are actually used everywhere else in the world except the U.S. You know, everyone else has them. We don't. We live like animals here because our credit cards still rely on the magnetic strip technology that's like 50 years old. And everyone else has embedded microchips. Can I just tell you, my wallet has a magnetic money clip on it. A very powerful magnetic money clip to like, so strong that the other day at breakfast, somebody dropped a fork and my wallet caught it before it hit the ground. That, Sonner, there's a fork in your butt. Yeah, it's a feature. It's a it's a fork catching feature. Yeah, well, I use a front pocket wallet because you know don't want to jack up my spine. Uh, 
at a, at a weird angle with a with a Instead, you just wall. jack up your ability to procreate. <laughs> That's okay. I'm done. Um, but but yeah, I mean, dude drops his fork, and all of a sudden, it's stuck to my leg. It was the coolest thing ever. But you take a magnet that strong, and then you stick a bunch of magnetic strips on credit cards right next to it. That's a mm-hmm. recipe for disaster. So I'm really glad. It could be a good thing, destroying your credit cards, you know? Well, yeah. Um, I've actually found that with my cell phone. Not this one I have now, but I had a cell phone that for a long time I couldn't keep anywhere near my wallet because it would demagnetize credit card strips. And they say, oh, well, that's a myth. It can't actually do it. Bull. It did it. Now, this... I'm sorry. I just can't get over the fact that you're walking around with a neodymium money clip. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. It's by Server Mishi. racks must love you. It's by Mishi, that company that makes the purses with the shells. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you who know what those are, you know who they. You know who you are. Um, but yeah, I, I got the wallet as a gift, and it's a great wallet. Well, if, you, that, if you're carrying cash around, you don't need credit cards then, right? So. That's true, but I usually only carry like two bucks cash, just enough to like pay off. So it's like mother. the most ineffective accessory to carry anyway. It is. It, is. <laughs> it doesn't really hold anything together, and it causes silverware to fly at you. It, <laughs> the looks on people's faces, though, or when I'm walking like through my office and I accidentally bump my leg up against. Um, somebody's drawers like and all their paper clipped papers yeah <laughs> fall off the table. Or, or, or when you roll around in sand and all of a sudden iron filings are all over you it's awesome it's awesome because he rolls around in sand a lot <laughs> <laughs> i am iron man i am iron filing man anyway so credit cards <laughs> everywhere else in the world has had these little uh, microchip embedded credit cards to be used and you'll notice them because even though they still have a magnetic strip most oftentimes they get sucked into the machine the card is read almost like a sim card in your phone and that is how your information is transmitted it may not seem a whole lot more secure to you but the truth is it's actually a lot harder to spoof it's a lot harder to counterfeit that than a magnetic strip there's also talk that uh even credit cards that uh, have this will also require a PIN to go along with it. This will not save accounts online so much as it will save uh, point-of-sale breaches, which is what the target breach was. So, But now, with the target breach, didn't wouldn't they have collected the PINs and everything? Because didn't they just capture all the data that was sent across? Yeah, that's the part I'm not entirely sure about. I mean, admittedly, I don't know much about credit card tech, but supposedly this system works. I, I think um, the way that this system works is when it's when it's scanned in into a point of sale machine, it does not use the credit card's actual number. It has a certain hash key that it uses. So that if someone does scan what numbers are going through, they're not able to take then take that number and use it online, um, like what happened in the in the target case. So, it, and it's and it's a rolling hash, so every time you use it, it's a different number. So even if they do grab it one time, it's useless after that. I want to see like the truly secure credit card of the future. Okay, it's like lead cased so it's safe from Zoner's wallet and it has like an RSA token window 
and a fingerprint scanner and a retinal scanner and a microchip and a magnetic thing and like a, a master padlock on it as well. <laughs> Doubles as a throwing star. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and it will explode if the wrong pin code is entered. Awesome. And it will explode if the right pin code is entered in three, two, <laughs> one. We call that the spending limit feature. <laughs> Sorry, you have spent too much today. I think that's actually something that'd be like Mega City One or something. <laughs> the cards go sentient and start blowing up in people's pockets. That's, that's a very Judge Dread type of credit card, it, right there. It seems like it. So um, now here's the the funny thing about this is the fact they say they're going to start this rolling this out in the next eighteen months. There's a lot of credit cards in the U.S. and this is also going out to debit cards as well. So they're expecting this to take over five years to roll out. Yeah, people don't renew their cards on a regular basis. Not even after it's expired. They're like, oh, I'll just use another card. Oh, that one's expired too? Oh, use another card. It's, yeah, it's going to take a long time for this to <laughs> proliferate. And then they're going to want a two-year extension on it. And then even then when they haven't updated their debit card and there's a security threat, they'll whine. Then they'll be pissed <laughs> off that it doesn't work with Windows XP. <laughs> Where's my start button? That's right here on the debit card. Okay. Um, sausage. So, <laughs> word was announced this I'm still week. still talking about parents. <laughs> don't know, want to know where that came from. Jeez. Um, there's a plan in place at Amazon that you will soon be able to add things to your Amazon cart by tweeting. Um, this is incredibly... I don't know what to think of this, because on one hand, that's a really cool idea. You see something, you tweet at Amazon, and it knows your Twitter handle, and it... it okay, so you tweet at Amazon this particular hashtag product. Hashtag Amazon cart. Right, and it <laughs> adds to your cart. On the other hand, with how often people's Twitter accounts are being hijacked, or how easy it is to force someone to tweet out something... I don't know. That doesn't seem like a really good idea. <laughs> you know, as you were just talking about that, I had a cold shiver go down my spine, similar to like what happens in the movie when in the horror movies when the devil walks into the room. I just <laughs> don't think that this is a good idea at all. Well, so there's there's two sides to this, and I think the fear that you guys are are anticipating is not um, probably not a valid point because. It's sent to your. Let us down easy. <laughs> yeah, no. you guys are just wrong, and <laughs> you're wrong. Um, it, it's sent to your cart. It's not automatically purchased for you. I, I get that, and right. you're right. You're right. It is sent to the cart. It's not purchased. I still can't help the feeling that this will be misused somehow. What happens when well, your yeah. wife logs into your Amazon account, checks out your cart, <laughs> and there's a lot of illicit material there? <laughs> Yeah, but you have no idea how you can it buy got am- anything on Amazon. It's well, like it, the consumer Silk Road. She'll she'll know <laughs> before because she's following you on Twitter and she'll see you hashtag Amazon cart all this stuff before. Now, well, that, that's the other downside. We're overreacting. If you think that we you can't actually do that, last year at Comic Con last uh, September, I created a QR code that if you took a picture of it with your smartphone, it automatically tweeted from your account. That little phrase, I saw the stolen droids at Comic-Con, and all I got was this lousy entry for a t-shirt. 
Now, it didn't quite work right because evidently I'm horrible with QR codes, but in theory, it would have opened it and sent it right off the bat with no interaction from you. Yeah. That's not hard to do. Well, and it, it it's a good thing for vendors if if that's the case because think of think of the same setting. You're at Comic-Con, you see something at, at a booth, they don't have any of their product there to sell, but they have this QR code. If you want to buy this, scan this QR code and it'll be added to your Amazon cart. Boom. No, I see both sides, so, and you're right. That's pretty awesome. See, what you're talking, though, Schmitty, I like, because that doesn't go through Twitter. It doesn't well, have to. If no, that would, do, it if, doesn't have to. You're right. But if they it could would. do it so it didn't have to go through Twitter, I, I'd be totally cool with it. Yeah, and and that's where the downside that I see is, I, I, I like shopping online. I don't as much like uh, telling the world what I'm putting in my cart. Not that I'm buying illicit goods, as Honor says, but um, I, boy, Schmitty's buying a lot of Disney princess <laughs> stuff. Have you noticed that? But you know what I mean. I'm I'm not a big tweeter anyway, um, and I don't want to be spamming my followers with. Oh, I added. A, another Raspberry Pi to my cart. Oh, there you go. I just, I just want to see a celebrity do this and immediately get retweeted like 10,000 times. Oh, well, that's another thing. If someone retweets someone with the hashtag Amazon cart in it, it's adding the same thing to everyone's cart. That's, that's going to be a big mess. Yeah, except I think you would add it to the original person's again because their name is still in the retweet. It's mm. like suddenly, wow, this product is blowing up on Amazon. That's awesome. <laughs> you go to buy it, you've got like 5,000 of the items in there. Oh, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is kind of a weird thing. It's a slippery slope. It is. Hey, speaking of slippery slopes, I think, maybe, this is not a good night of a... Not a sausage. <laughs> oh, especially with this headline. Okay, so Snapchat, you know, the sausage picture-taking service <laughs> of your... <laughs> If you don't know what Snapchat is, it was all the rage like a year ago, year and a half ago. The idea was you can take a picture and send it to someone on their mobile device, and it's going to be <laughs> deleted within a couple moments. Ten it's seconds. only there for a short time, for 10 seconds, and then it's gone from the planet forever. Well, obviously that's not going to work. Well, first off, first off, let's back up. Obviously, we all know what it's going to be used for. Okay, you're not going to send someone this really horribly filtered up picture of your dessert for them to not see it in ten seconds. I would. It's going to get a lot of pictures just, of you know. That's like a perfect tease right there. It's going to be a picture of sausage. Okay, so <laughs> a sushi roll, illicit goods, <laughs> illicit sushi. That's that's the show title right there. Illicit sushi roll. Godzilla roll. <laughs> so. We all knew what it was going to be used for, and what do you know it was. And we all know, well, okay, I shouldn't take that back, but most people know that there are ways to take a picture of what's on your screen before the image is erased. Screenshot. Wait, what? There. You can do that? It just doesn't yeah. disappear? Yeah. Who knew? Well, it turns out that uh, Snapchat wasn't actually deleting those pictures anyway. Video and pictures being sent by Snapchat were being stored by Snapchat, and people were viewing them. On top of that, it turns out they were also uh, gathering contact information and usernames and phone numbers. 
So they were being the NSA of porn chat. Yeah. So the FTC has been taking them to court, and they finally settled and reached an agreement. I'm not really sure what the agreement is, other than every headline seems to say that Snapchat admits it was a bit shady. Well, duh. So if you've been using the Snapchat service, just so you know, now someone knows whose name, phone number, and friends are associated with that illicit sushi roll picture you sent. Is it bad that I'm really hungry for a Vegas roll right now? After talking about that, yeah, it's a little bad. (laughs) I'm hungry. I feel like I haven't eaten for days. Let's go eat a cookie. (laughs) A cookie would be good. Thank you. Go get me one. Make it happen. I think this should just go to show that you should not be using your phones for this purpose, people. How Isn't many, that like what the bedroom's for? How many celebrities have had their phones hacked? Hmm? How many Twitter pictures or Instagram pictures of the wrong thing have been sent out and ruined all sorts of careers and family lives, and now there's an app for it and you're surprised that it didn't work out correctly? Stolen Droid's public sa- safety announcement, or public service announcement, stop taking pictures of yourself like that with your phone. That's generally a good idea. <laughs> The more Everyone you know. knows you need a high-definition camera. So, speaking about crazy, we didn't go through these headlines very much, did we? No, we really didn't. We just kind of made it up as we were, like, clashing our clans beforehand. <laughs> Phrasing. Um, so, Amazon... I just gave managed- us a perfect segue into... <sighs> <sighs> Zoner is grumpy tonight. He is so grumpy. Carry on. Follow, I'll just sit back I'm following here. I'm the show notes, man. We I'll have to talk about here. Amazon before talking about Clash of Clans. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Amazon has decided to push through another patent. And it is the stupidest, stupidest one I've ever seen. Uh, they have a patent for taking pictures in front of a white screen. And somehow this made it through the U.S. Patents Office. Isn't that called a passport photo? I uh, well, mugshot. To, uh, to their credit, it is very detailed. It's not like an Apple patent that says uh, using some kind of imaging device capture something in front of a solid color. Yeah, which would got, be an Apple product. They've got like actual like aperture settings, distances, um, size of lenses, and where lights should be placed. It's pretty detailed. Yeah, um, let's see here. Let's see if I can read this. This is one sentence from the patent application. A studio arrangement comprising a background comprising a white cyclorama, a front light source positioned in longitudinal axis intersecting the background, a longitudinal axis further being substantially perpendicular to the surface of the white cyclorama, an image capture position located between the background and the front light source in the longitudinal axis, the image capture position comprising at least one image capture device equipped with an 85mm lens, the at least one image capture device first configured with an ISO setting of about 320 and an f-stop value of about 5.6, an elevated platform position between the image capture position and the background and the longitudinal axis. I can't even do that. I'm not even a third of the way through the sentence. So, can, at least they were um, specific. Can you repeat that? What's my F-stop again? <laughs> 5.6. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, really detailed. Um, I wonder if this is, I mean, is, is this supposed to help, uh, sellers on Amazon take pictures of their products better or is it, uh, setting, are they setting up a picture studio? I don't know. <laughs> One of the comments below says, so I guess I can move everything three millimeters to the right and we're cool. Awesome. <laughs> that or we should do right. a, Get a patent one. for taking a picture on a green background and then and see what they do there. Ooh. Then all the weathermen in the country are screwed. <laughs> then they all pay us. What's funny is the fact that this is an unenforceable patent. All patents you, are unenforceable. Well, I mean, this especially. And for what? I, I kind of get the feeling, and it's brought up in the article as well, that a- this might be just one of those things that Amazon always throws out a whole bunch of patents and for some reason this one's stuck <laughs> you know just throwing patents at the wall at this point okay into the headline Zoner wanted to talk about it was a perfect segue I set you up so nicely without you having to break out the sausage hold on let me get my snapchat turned on (laughs) so using my handy little cortana on my phone i asked it when i was going to get clash of clans for windows phone and she pulled up a whole bunch of different articles and the chief among them being a press release from supercell the company that makes clash of clans and granted this is not new news this was back in february and i just didn't catch it then that they will not be developing a windows phone version and hold on, I don't have the uh, link up here. What was the reason they gave? Because it was pretty let's ridiculous. See. Um, let's see. Supercell's focus will remain on platforms with significant volume volumes of users that will not only support each title, but provide a significant community around the title. With that community, the combative mo- moments in Clash of Clans will be varied and plentiful. Now, here's what they mean by that, okay? If you have not played Clash of Clans, shame on you. It's awesome. But... <laughs> you can go into multiplayer and play with people around the world and raid their villages and they can raid yours. And what they're saying is their word is only going to be like 100 people and you're going to be facing off against the same 99 people over and over and over and it'll be boring. Well, first off, that's bull hockey. Because there's far more people than that using Windows Phone. 102. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Far more. That's a whole 2% increase. But also, what they're also saying is the fact that they don't want to release a game where they don't have loads of fans already for the game. But the problem is is that you don't get loads of fans until you've released the game. Right. They've manufactured their own Catch-22 here. (laughs) It gets even better because since I do have a uh, a Windows phone device and I use Windows 8, and for some reason this game isn't on either platform, which is really screwy to me that it's not on Windows 8 either. Nor is it on Xbox. It's a mobile game, so... I use a Android emulator called Bluestack to play Clash of Clans. And there have been reports in uh, Supercell's forums that if you even mention that you're using Bluestack, they ban you. Not from playing the game, but from joining the forums or being part of that community. That community they say they want. So, what is up with mobile developers? Can I just point something out, Zook? You just admitted that you use BlueStacks to play a game that you're going to get banned for admitting that you use to play. I'm going to get banned from the forums. 
So, I'm going to get banned from the forums. Evidently, remember, I'm a Windows Phone user. I'm not a strong community person. No, no, you're not. So <laughs> it really doesn't matter, I guess, if you do get banned from the forums. So. That was my big middle finger to them. Just like they're one saying that evidently Windows Phone people don't have a sense of community. Yeah. And th- this is a, a huge Catch-22 issue um, between the developers and, and the Windows Phone platform. Uh, the developers want a big community to develop on. But there's not going to be a big community to develop on if they don't make things for that platform. The same thing happened when Android first came out. Developer, iOS developers didn't want to test the waters in Android because it wasn't that developed yet. We're not, there's not going to be big communities. It wasn't until we got a whole bunch of crap in the, uh, in the Google Play Store. I think at that time it was the app market. I can't remember. Google Play Market, Google Market. Um, we had a whole bunch of crap to go through, and then the developers are finally realized that, yeah, there is a big base there. So let's let's start it was, developing. It was around it. gingerbread, wasn't it? Yeah, it was around gingerbread, and and it really impacted me because I, I'm a big chess fan. I like chess, um, and everyone was playing chess with friends by Zynga. I couldn't play it because I didn't have an iPhone. And then by the time they finally came out on Android, I think it was late last year, no one was playing it anymore. So I got on to play and. I'm not able to play with any of my friends. It, it it hurts the community in the long run if you don't jump on these platforms as early as possible. So, yeah, uh, they they go on to say until Windows Phone can offer that to that being you know a lot of people to leading developers, they're not going to make their own jump to Windows Phone. Supercell is, and I love this statement. Supercell is not in need of financial resources. They simply don't see the value in Windows Phone, which again, my BS meter goes way off the charts because a company literally just said, Oh, we don't care about money. We just don't see the value of having more customers. First off, what they're actually saying in this statement uh, if you read between the lines, is we love money. We just don't want to work at it anymore. We've already developed a game, and we don't want to have to put any more work into it. And we worry that putting it onto an untested platform, we would have to work to get the advertising out there. Yeah. You know? We're already supporting two flat two f- platforms. Uh, we don't want to support a third because uh, it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Flappy Bird came out for Windows Phone. You, you're telling me you're... Your entire company can't do this? <laughs> and that was one developer. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. This is just kind of a kick in the teeth, I think. And it's really, really dumb on developers' part, on their side to do this. You know, at least make up a better reason. Say it's not technologically compatible, and that's why they can't do it at this time, and we'll revisit later. Anything is more diplomatic than that. So, have you researched at all the reactions i mean obviously this is an older story which you pointed out at the beginning but have you researched any reactions from windows phone users regarding this particular statement from uh, well, supercell despite the fact that evidently supercell says otherwise the windows phone community is actually a very um large and vocal community it probably has something to do with being a minority you know so and I won't lie that. There's lie like about 18 that. of you. I mean. <laughs> and we all know each other. We have weekly barbecues. It's awesome. You're all best friends. But, yeah, we, we have a, a monthly Skype call. Well, it's funny because, like, when we were at Fanex a few weeks ago, you'd see another Windows phone user, and there's, like, this unspoken bond between the two of you. It was Except awesome for the one guy who hated his. Yeah, that's true. Need to tell him to go back to an iPhone. Um 
It's just it's it's just really really dumb. It but, is. Uh, <laughs> uh, to answer your question, yeah, there is a uh, but the, the sense isn't what you'd expect. It's actually not of this. Oh man, Windows Phone doesn't have my favorite game. It's yep. There's another developer who doesn't give a crap about us. Well, who needs them? Because whether or not the developers like to think believe it, people are more likely to stop using an app than they are to leave their entire platform to go back to another platform just for that app. I yeah. I I love playing that game. It is probably the only real game that I play now socially, only mobile game. And as much as I love it, I'm not leaving Windows Phone just for that app. Sorry. Not as long as there's BlueStacks anyway. (laughs) Well, even then, if BlueStacks suddenly went away, I'm sorry, guys, I I guess I won't be in the clan anymore. Supercell also does a farming game called Heyday. Maybe if you started playing that then the two combined would get you to jump back to Android. With these yeah, powers combined. <laughs> <laughs> um, the really funny thing is is that a lot of people outside of the Windows Phone community, and I'm sorry, we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, but a lot of people outside of the community seem to think that Windows Phone is mostly for business use. It's really great for business, but just social users don't want to do it. Hey, guess what? I work in technology. I know the business people. Do you know what they all have? They have iPhones. Why? Because they like to play games. And possibly because their kid didn't want to use an iPhone anymore because they've moved on to Android, so now they're using their kid's old iPhone. I think it just pissed off a lot of iPhone users. (laughs) Well, that was a lot nicer than what I was going to say. It usually is. (laughs) Okay, into other gaming news. We haven't had many gaming headlines in, like, two years. It's been a while. Ever since the Sony hack. That's true. Denmark, for reasons I don't fully understand, recreated itself in Minecraft. And it's someone's block job block. to do that. Yeah, it's someone's job in the government. It's a government job in Denmark to maintain the server that holds a recreation of all of Denmark. <laughs> I don't even know where to start on this. Um, they did set up some grief prevention rules, like TNT is not allowed uh, in on the server. However, that didn't stop some enterprising uh, Minecraft users from logging on and filling minecarts full of TNT and basically turning them into small cluster bombs and bombing Denmark. I like car bombs. I, yeah, they're, they're IEDs, basically. And the really horribly ironic thing, then, is that after all these car bombs and IEDs go off, destroying most of Denmark, people are putting up the American flag all over the place. Like, we've attacked Denmark. Oh. I gotta say, um, that is really funny, though. <laughs> it's it's horribly ironic and a little bit sad that the irony is probably lost on the people who did it. Yeah. But well, it, it's funny. Kind of funny. I, I tried to find the server that this was on, and I, I think they took it down because I was not able to find it. Um... But they do have the map available for download. Yeah, it's a one terabyte file. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so if you're willing to download a one terabyte file, um, you can you can fire that up on your local Minecraft installation and uh, roam around Denmark. Isn't that gonna like get you banned from like every ISP out there? <laughs> you're downloading <laughs> Denmark. <laughs> I just I want to see your frame rates while you're playing a file a map that big. 
it would basically be like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> well, no, because it only loads the, the immediate chunks around you. So you're, you're oh, still good playing. Oh, don't get all technical on me. I, that's the that's how it works. He had <laughs> a joke gonna... there. He was trying to execute, and you went Minecraft just... as viewed by like Crisis. Ooh, that would be good. I just okay. <laughs> the big the biggest joke about this to me is first off that you know homelessness, poverty, you know clean water. Screw that. We need a Minecraft representation of our country. <laughs> like, first off, that you, was a priority. Wouldn't you love to have that job though? That would be like, an awesome I would, job. I would take that job in a heartbeat. Play Minecraft? Not, sure. I'd, outs- I'd outsource that to my kids. Yeah. I'd, do, I'd go and play one of my other games and let... I'd play my Clash of Clans, illicitly. That's the, that's the <laughs> word of the day. And let my kids recreate Denmark. No way. I would yeah. outsource it to some uh, South Korean. Ain't It'd be no, mostly made out of ain't sponge. Ain't no friends or South blocks. Korean taking my Minecraft time. That's my Minecraft time. <laughs> <laughs> Come eat dinner. No, I'm working. <laughs> You're just playing a video game. No, it's work. I get paid eight hundred thousand dollars a year for this. Wasn't there a scene in how, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy like this? I know, uh, but it's like so surreal. You, you can awesome. win an award for uh, the beautiful work you did on the fjords. <laughs> what happens if like they have a volcano or something do they need to go in and add the volcano I would imagine yes now, let's face it with world edit Denmark isn't that hard okay uh, we're gonna jump over a little bit here to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, season finale is coming up next week I think it is or, or this week the week you're listening to this I'm super excited. I'm a fan. I know not everyone's a fan, but even if you stopped watching, you really owe it to yourself to go back over the last half of this season and check it out. And remember that it's happening at the same time as the Captain America Winter Soldier movie is happening. It's pretty awesome. Well, it has been announced that it has been renewed for a second season. Um, is this also, surprising? Is this surprising? A little bit. A little bit. Because when it first launched, people were like, oh, it's just going to be a launch vehicle for Captain America 2 and Avengers 2. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's just a quick need to cash in. It's not going to be able to stand on its own. And it's proven everyone wrong. It has indeed. And and they didn't have to sell out to do it. There isn't suddenly all these super-powered people like people were claiming that they wanted. It is still the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They were able to hold to their formula and tell a great story and get renewed for it. Yeah, I th- Which, I think that it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of issues with it at the beginning, but once they started getting into the Winter Soldier storyline, it got very intriguing. And you know, I'm still not a huge fan, but I enjoy it a lot more than I did. Mm-hmm. And you got to give them credit for the way they were able to tie everything in. I was just happy that after episode, I think, three, I no longer wanted to kick Fitz and Simmons through a, a jet engine. <laughs> then you're that, not that's watching. That's a good sign. You're not watching right, then. <laughs> They're still kind of annoying. They're just not homicidal rage annoying like they were at the very beginning. You know, you're, I, you're watching with the, with the Fitz and Simmons uh, ad blo- the blocker, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> There's just these blank spots that people keep talking to. I don't understand it. <laughs> it turns their voices into the trumpet sound from Charlie Brown, the teacher. 
Well, with those accents, they almost sound like that anyways. And there goes our people across the pond. Well, I, I will say Simmons uh, is, is kind of cute. She's kind of cute. Indeed. I sure hope I got the right one. Fitz is the guy, right? Just Because <laughs> honestly, I don't know. I love the show and I've watched it all season and I still don't know who's who. The, the female one is to whom you are referring. Now, it's Gen- been Gen- good Simmons, for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good for uh, Marvel and other news, too, because uh, Marvel's Agent Carter has also been announced. Woot. This was a um, a Marvel one-shot, a, a short movie that was added to... Oh, which one was it? It was added to the uh, to a Marvel disc that came out. I want to say Iron Man 3. Uh, you may remember Agent Carter from the first uh, Captain America, and actually from the second Captain America, too. Uh, she was the British SAS agent who later on becomes the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. She and, to- and um, Howard Stark start S.H.I.E.L.D., as it's known. And uh, it goes all about her adventures in the late 40s, early 50s as one of the founding members. It's really, really fun to watch. I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to see what they do. I mean, they done an okay job with agents of shield i don't expect that they'll not do a good job with this yeah so more power to them now do we expect this to see a broadcast or is this going to be another one of those netflix onlys uh from what i was reading it sounds like this is going broadcast so tuesday night will be marvel night on abc that's perfectly fine with me yeah i i i could be wrong um, interestingly enough, talking about new new shows, uh, The Flash from CW, the they actually picked it up for a full season. Oh, so that's nice. That will I'm be just there. now catching up on Arrow, and I and I think you've brought it up on the show many times. I think Schmidt, you brought it up that I, this would be a show I really enjoy, and I will say yes, I do really enjoy it. I'm about halfway through season two now. Can I just say I know I'm behind on everything. I am just so sick and tired of them hinting at the Flash. Yeah, it's like three times an episode, and more protests over the particle accelerator at at uh, Central City. Yeah, I get it. Congratulations, how clever of you! Shut up, because <laughs> two or three times an episode is a bit much. Okay, into some cell phone news. I normally normally lead off on this, but uh, we're leaving it towards the end here. First off, LG ha- may have uh, released the specs on their brand new display a little bit ahead of schedule. It's supposed to be the new display that's going to be in their G3, the successor to last year's G2, which is an awesome phone, except it came out on another Chinese phone first that LG happens to make. Why is this screen important? Well, probably because this screen is a quad HD screen. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> let's see here, where's the actual number? Is that like um, 4K for mobile? 2560 by 1440. On a 5.5-inch screen. And it looks beautiful. (laughs) That means that it has 1.8 times more pixels than any other. Uh, If you're thinking about retina and points per inch, um, it's 538 points per inch. And it's uh, a little bit flexible as well. And it looks... I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like just a photo that's been printed. It looks better than a photo that's been printed. I'm yeah, looking first at one this, was... and it looks like a red and a yellow pepper to me, but... <laughs> but it looks like a real freaking red and yellow pepper. Yes, it does. That That is a beautiful, 
beautiful, beautiful screen. Um, yeah, so this is going to be coming out in the G3, which is due, I want to say, the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a slightly less, it's not quite as bright as other displays, but it's still brighter than most. Uh, so that should be good. And it is really set to try and beat the Samsung Galaxy S5, which honestly, and I don't mean to poo-poo on Samsung here, because we've kind of, we, we haven't been kind about the last couple Galaxy S launches. But they no, seem to be having more problems with the S5 launch than they've had on other ones. Am I just reading that wrong? Or between the camera issues and the firmware issues and, in some cases, still uh, supply issues? No, I, th- I think you're you're right, you know, sadly, because I'm a Samsung fan now. But, I mean, I guess, it's, I guess one um, thing is that Samsung does have that mesmerizing blue and crushed Swarovski crystals. Yes, you got to have those. That's crystals. really what it's all about. <laughs> Which will definitely help our Scientology friends. Okay, so I, ju- I just looked it up. This LG G3 screen, compared to the Retina display, it has the same resolution as the MacBook Pro, the 13-inch. But it's on a 5.5-inch. So, so you can picture it a little better there. It's bursting with pixels. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That really is quite impressive. It's very impressive, and I think at this point it needs to get to the point where after this we don't need any higher. Well, the question is... I think we've already gotten to that point. I think Retina itself was already at that point where it's ridiculously high and we don't need it higher, unless you're like, have your eyeball right next to the screen. Yeah, at what point is enough enough? Well, okay. As someone who went from a standard display to a Retina display when it first came out, and and I was an iPhone user then as well. Uh, the thing I noticed most wasn't necessarily the clarity, even though that's there. It was how little eye strain I got while using it. Okay, yeah. And even if you guys look at your phones now, because all of us have, quote-unquote, retina displays, and you compare it to the phone you were using years ago, it's just easier to read. Not because of how high resolution and how... Um, expensive and fancy it is, but because it simply is crisper, it's easier for the eyes to focus, it doesn't induce eye strain. I can actually do that right now because I have both phones right here in my hands. Mm-hmm. One in one, Me one too. in the other. I've got my old Cricket feature phone. <laughs> <laughs> is that dot matrix screen? Yeah, the 180 by 180 <laughs> isn't going to be much of a comparison there, dude. I can, I, I can play Snake on this thing. Don't knock it. Which, ironically, you probably can't do on your smartphone. There, there's, a, there's an app for that. <laughs> anyway, I think I think Quad HD is about all we need from handheld devices. Well, I, I read an article a few months ago where someone actually did some studies on, on the highest resolution our, our eyes can see. And he based it on, um, you know, parallax, view distance, things like that. And surprisingly, um, at, at a distance of about 15 feet, which is... Um, uh, a good average distance, depending, you know, no matter what your eyesight is, um, it's a lot less than 1080p. It's somewhere in the, uh, somewhere a little over the 720p range at 15 feet. Anything over that is overkill, mm-hmm. which is a surprisingly low resolution. <laughs> well, and what's more is the fact that actually that is only for a very, very, very small, um, 
uh, for a very small area, and your eyes are scanning back and forth so frequently to overlap that so you get a complete picture. Mm-hmm. So it's not even that high resolution in general. It's kind of interesting that way. Um, into some other mobile news, uh, <laughs> Apple is evidently, and this is breaking, this just happened this afternoon, Apple is in talks to purchase Beats Audio for $3.2 billion. Um, I think now, Beats should hold for a better offer. I think Beats <laughs> has managed to initiate one of the biggest scams in the tech world in recent years. Now, I've used Beats headphones. Are they good? Yeah, they're okay. They're, they're probably the best $9 earbuds or headphones you can get. So why are you spending $200? I don't know. Um, you may remember that I have reviewed other headphones. In fact, I'm in the middle of writing another review for other headphones. There are better ones out there for mm-hmm. cheaper or for the same price. Beats is mostly hype. Yeah, but remember, remember, Beats Electronics isn't just the headphones. It's also their music service, which is um, comparable, if not better, than um, Spotify, uh, Xbox Music. So uh, it, it recently they re- recently released their app on iOS, and it's one of the most downloaded apps now. You're right. I hadn't actually considered the service. I was just thinking about the hardware. Um, admittedly, I was kind of wondering what this would do because currently HTC has an exclusive agreement with Beats. That would be interesting. HTC powered by Apple, powered by Beats. I wonder if that, uh, agreement's coming up. Probably. One way or another. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, now, I kind of, I think Apple's going to make use of this, um, mainly because... They need to kind of reinvent their image. The iPhone is growing kind of stale. And I know we have iOS listeners, and I'm not saying that against you personally or because I hate Apple or iPhones, but let's be honest. To be fair, the iPhone's design is growing a little stale. People are going to say, well, you know, why mess with perfection? Yeah, except it's not perfect because they do mess with it. Every year they tweak a little bit here and there, here and there. And I think Apple is worried about losing the younger crowd to which Beats seems really popular. What I want to know is how are they going to try and spin this? Because Apple always spins this. We have gone out and we have innovated the best audio experience. Well, really, we didn't innovate this because we bought a brand name that everyone else has known very, very well for a couple of years. It's not the same as when they bought Nuance and got Siri. <laughs> no, it wasn't oh. Nuance, was it? It was another company. Um, it was so, no, such a, I think you're right. It was such a no-name company that people could say they brought out Siri and no one would bat an eye. But everyone knows who Beats is. Okay, we've all seen the Dr. Dre commercials. We've all seen Robert Downey Jr. with a whole bunch of trolls at a car wash. We know who Beats are. So I don't know quite how they're going to spin this. <laughs> it reminds me of the, uh, at CES, we saw a booth for the Peets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the Beats logo just flipped upside down. It just flipped. It was just inverted. They looked identical. Oh, China, your knockoffs will never grow old. <laughs> and there goes our Chinese listeners. <laughs> Do we even make it through their great firewall? Uh, probably not. I have two Japanese names. Okay, so, yes, I went there. Hello. <laughs> uh, rumor has started out, and I'm kind of surprised it took so long, but uh, 
the tech world is buzzing with what they're expecting out of Google Android 5, which is stupid because we don't even know if we're getting 5 next or if we're going to get Android 4.5 or 4.6 instead. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> How long were we anticipating the release of Key Lime Pie only to get Kit Kat? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even Ice Cream Sandwich. Uh, no, no, it was Jelly Bean. We got like three different versions of Jelly Bean. Yeah. You so, got to have all the flavors of Jelly Bean. And there's a lot of Jelly Bellies out there. <laughs> you let me tell can't you have just one. <laughs> just not the butter popcorn one, please. Or black licorice. Oh, hey, black licorice. Black just licorice, saying. period, is no good. And again, there we go, losing <laughs> our listeners across the pond. So, Anywho. So, so Android so, 5.0 supposedly will st- we'll start with an L. Um, and we still don't know what the name will be. Um, but let us know what your ideas lime are. pie. I think yeah. licorice. No, no, no. Why not? Why not licorice? Everyone loves licor- licorice. Because lollipop is better. Well, I think licorice is better. I like lime pie. Spell. We didn't get key lime pie. I want lime pie. Because no one has a lime pie, Zoner. It's not done. I know. It's stupid. They have to be key limes. <laughs> or are they, they going to go with the Kit Kat route again and, and have another branding? like uh, Lego. Oh, there's a good one. But it, Listen. you can't eat it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. The, have you ever had children? Aura? Yes, you can. <laughs> You'll pass them out. It's okay. Uh, but with Project Aura, maybe Lego. Ooh. Project Aura, yeah. Ooh, that... There you go. Android 5.0 Ara Lego. Lego Ara. It'd be a cross-promotional tie-in. Otherwise, we don't really know what's coming out. I no. There's so many articles coming out. I guess our biggest headline here is don't listen to all the headlines. It is rumored, however, that it will come out at Google I.O. in June. Yes. Which, um, no big surprise there. If it, in fact, does. They're expected to also support 64-bit processors. So, and and the only reason that that's an expectation is because uh, iOS is, uh, or, yeah, iOS is already supporting 64-bit, so. And it's just the it's the natural progression. It's the hardware that's out right now, and it has to support it going forward, so why not? Yay. Yeah. Okay. Into our favorites. That was kind of a, a letdown headline. I apologize, everyone. Hmm. Speaking I of apologize Legos, for the show this week. Just, just saying, our illicit show was so much sausage. Jeez. Okay, <laughs> that is not our favorite. <laughs> no, that's not my favorite. My favorite comes from the folks over at How It Should Have Ended. They have a new one for the Lego Movie, and it's their first stop motion one. And it is freaking hilarious because they instead of saying how the movie should have ended, they say what should have happened after the movie ended. And it's their cafe scene with Superman and Batman like they've shown in so many of their films. Only it's the Lego Superman and Lego Batman from the movie discussing what happened in the movie. It is awesome. The humor you can't tell if it's Lego movie humor or if it's how it should have ended humor because it could have been in either. Like they they seriously could have taken this and put it onto the end of the actual movie. It is done so well. And I, can I say hilarious again? Because I said that. But it's good. You should check it out. <laughs> and then you can sing Everything is Batman. Because everything is Batman. However, I think everything should be coming up Millhouse. Uh, I've got another Simpsons-related favorite. And I have a sneaking suspicion that we've had this 
before because it's an older video. However, it bears repeating for those of you who may not have been listening to our first few shows. And please don't go back and listen to them because they're horrible. But uh, we're all familiar uh, if we watch The Simpsons with uh, Rainier Wolfcastle's character, McBain. And as you go through the episodes over the years, you'll notice various McBain movie clips. Well, between 1991 and 1993, they actually formed a coherent plot with a beginning, middle, and end. And somebody went and took the trouble to edit them all together. And there is now a four-minute McBain movie, which came from clips that have been hidden throughout various Simpsons episodes. So uh, you can read more about it at this, this website that I've linked to. Plus, you can find out more about the character, and you can actually watch the video itself. So go check it out. It's cool. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, is uh, is a Rube Goldberg machine. I love Rube Goldberg machines. Uh, I think I shared one a, a while ago from OK Go, one of the music videos. Uh, this one's from Nokia. Um, it's called History in the Making. Uh, it's a Rube Goldberg machine made out of Nokia phones. And they start with, uh, I believe that's the 30, the Nokia 3310. Um, a lot of 3310s actually. <laughs> um, and then it, and it goes through, through the, uh, history of, of Nokia until you get to the, uh, Nokia 1020. It also goes um, through the history of Windows. Yeah. Yeah. Windows all the way up through to Windows Phone. So it's, it's really innovative, really, really awesome check it out i have to admit i was kind of surprised you put that as your favorite considering it's dealing with the windows phone <laughs> well it, i like rube goldberg and i don't hate windows phone <laughs> that rube he seems like a good i good guy you know yeah what a rube <laughs> we're sorry tired. we're so and, and my and my first phone was a nokia i i am originally a nokia fan so yeah there you go hey before we let everyone go do you guys want to uh, let them in on a little secret project you're working on? Secret project? Not so secret anymore, is it? Thanks for spilling the beans, Zook. Well, I haven't <laughs> said what it is. Okay, cool. Well, we are actually working on a secret project that's uh, classified by many government agencies. <laughs> it's, it's very and, secret, and it's very project project And it's going to probably ultimately be um, discovered to just be a weather balloon. You, it's, you it's may, my guess. you may start hearing, uh, about sightings of, of this new project coming around through the mid Northwest and Appalachian Trail, maybe. Yeah. Um, wow, guys, but, can you be any more vague? <laughs> <laughs> we have a spinoff. It's a spinoff show. Another um, story. I production. are feeling, uh, foolish or, uh, brave. Sadistic. <laughs> sadistic, yeah. Um, so we're going to give you um, a nice little touch of the paranormal in what's tentatively being called the SD files. Because the X files was already taken. <laughs> See, and I keep we'll thinking, try to like, give you my, sand, my uh, secure disk card. Yeah. <laughs> the secure disk files. We'll, we'll try to give you a weekly show. Um uh, Thirty-minute shows of everything that uh, interests us in the paranormal world and and beyond. So, look forward to that. Very cool, very cool. We can't wait to see it. All or right, hear well, it again. Let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Uh, 801-917-Geek. 
You can follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Circle us. You can you can plus us on Google Plus. Uh, until next time. <laughs> cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.